this week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Supercharged Wheelchairs. We are living in some dark times, but when Rolling Ray pulled up on the D.C. protests, ramming his electric wheelchair into the police, it put a smile on my heart and on my face at the same damn time. And then hit the waters on the back <laughs> in case he ran into somebody. Oh, not run into somebody, but roll past somebody um, on the way. He's like, "Great, need the water here." He did grocery shopping. This was a <laughs> he was doing multi multiple things. Stopped by Kroger. He stopped by the Sam's Club. <laughs> was he doing it for internet attention? Probably, yes. But the clattery was undeniable, and I was here for it. That's the title of this show. <laughs> I was absolutely here. Um, so are we going to talk about Santana right here in this part, or are we going to come back around to that? It's the same thing. I, okay. it really, it's the same thing to me. Like The things that Santana... Santana was not the only influencer. There was white influencers doing the same things. Um, uh, the president was doing the same thing. Like He was <laughs> an influencer uh, coming out and doing photo ops. Santana was like... Y'all didn't like the pictures? We had to go get outfits. We had to get our makeup done. Makeup we had done. to go get posters and markers. To protest. <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs> girl, the, we meet on the MLK Boulevard, not over here on the side of the damn apartment building, girl. Love Santana to death, and I'm still going to love Santana, but he missed the mark with this. Santana, I was so disappointed in my fave, but He rolled off the mark. That wasn't even close <laughs> to the mark. What are you doing? And then it was like trying, he was combating what people were saying of, hey, this is not really protest. And then he was like, no, 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 but look what I had to do to do this. Okay, that's still that protest. I was like, girl, this sounds like a lot of exposure, uh, girl. Your contact tracer are going to have a lot of work to do. I'm moving along. Um, I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. the Gay Guru, uh, B.K.A. a bitch for the bitches by the bitches that slept with a bunch of bitches. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and, of course, RonaldMatters.com. What's uh, our icebreaker? Is that where we... Before I get there, I, oh. I, I want to... Give credit where credit is due because my BKA, um, a bitch for the bitches by the bitches, is uh, from the queen, the crowned queen. Come on. Congratulations to Queen Jada Essence Hall, our drag superstar and friends of the show. Yeah. Um, Deserved. The queen had to get her things. She came and got them. There was no disputing it. I love to see it. I'm glad to have witnessed the sledge that is Jada Essence Hall. I, too, uh, feel the, that way. <laughs> What's our <laughs> icebreaker this week? <laughs> you, two know why the case bursts. Amen. Um, <laughs> our icebreaker this week is who's most likely to. So, um, we're going to play a game because we're trying to keep things as lighthearted as we possibly can during these times because shit. We could go Don't down say that word, we'll get demonetized. The YouTubers are struggling right now. They're like, I can't say that word, I'll get demonetized. And that's why I'm not there right now. <laughs> I had a whole, I have two videos. I have two videos written out 
And I just didn't find the energy to do them because I was like, girl, I ain't going to get paid for this. So what am I doing it for? Anyway, um, our icebreaker this week <laughs> our icebreaker this week is who's most likely to? So um, we're going to ask each other questions and we're going to say which one of us is more likely to do the question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a question first, then Ron's going to ask a question. Girl, don't explain and- it. Just do it, girl. Come on. I'm trying to help them out so they don't know, so they're not confused about what we're doing. If y'all agree, let us know because um, Ron was about to lie, probably. Um, who's most likely to have fallen asleep in the club? <laughs> I was like, I know you're gonna pick three exact things you know I have done <laughs> and use them against me. They um, they already got the martial law out here in DC. I can't go outside after seven. I'm hungry. Um. Yes, I fall asleep in the club. I don't like the club. I don't know why y'all keep inviting me. I don't know. Cool. I get a discount. I get a free drink. I get in free. Cool. It's just to go into the club. The club is just. Well, you can't go to the club now anyway. <laughs> oh shit! Don't worry about it. I'm just asking who's most likely to. My um question is: I just made this up randomly, not trying to be shady. It says, who is most likely to send gay memes to their straight friends and Kiki? Uh, I guess that would be me. because Yeah, because who has straight I friends? Guess, I was going to say, because I think I'm the only one of us that has straight friends. But I don't send them gay memes. Like, we just check on each other right now. <laughs> we just be like, hey girl, you okay? You alive? That's it. Well, I don't send the memes because I don't want to start no shit, and then we, and then I don't have no straight friends. So trying to explain verse lives matter, yeah, it's enough. It's pride I, month. I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain verse lives matters to gay friends. So, oops. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, Who's most likely to have fucked a random man? <laughs> you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I have done that, but I mean, like. Who's the most likely to? <laughs> you. I agree. Um, <clears throat> you got the next one. I'm not going to dispute that. That, was, <laughs> that. My location is not my destination. I don't oh, you're live there now, so I don't live there anymore. I don't know if it changes anything. It does. It does. Uh, mm, I, mm. Um, the question is, who is most likely to get plastic surgery? I was watching some white girls, and they had asked that. I was like, I'm gonna ask which one of us is. Major plastic surgery, you. Minor plastic surgery, me. I don't even know what I would do. Like, I, I would want like a fake six pack where I would at least get See, some of this. Yeah, this titty meat sucked out. <laughs> it's, it's a big, it's big up here. But, See, yeah, that's why I'm saying like major, you, minor. Like, I would do like the uh, what they call the lunchtime sessions and shit like that, where somebody um, re refaces and Jupiterm in the bra. What they call it? Uh, Botox. Botox. Yeah, I, w- I would do like simple shit like that because old, but um, I'm not interested in, in major things. I think like a couple years ago, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a booty because everybody getting a booty in Atlanta. But I'm like, but mm. y'all booty falling out when you get the booty. So I don't want that. Look at how he helped you out. He blocked it. He did. 
Um, okay, my last one is who's most likely to tweet something problematic? Well, I am wearing a problematic shirt <laughs> here for shop.com. <laughs> Hashtag here for a hive as well. If you follow us on Twitter. Also on Instagram, um, yeah. use the hashtag here for it hive, um, and you can also see our merchandise. So I guess shout out to me. What? But I don't know. I, I don't know. Like you, you don't tweet as much as I tweet. I I, I tweet. I retweet. I share, and I share shit that, that is problematic because I want to get the conversation going because I feel like that's my role on Twitter, just as a thought leader. You know, to get get shit shaking. Shit, the timelines to be crunk. Yeah, and that's why I don't tweet as much because I realize that my thoughts be problematic, and I'm like, Girl, don't put that on Twitter. We're gonna lose everything. So yeah, shut up and don't put it on Twitter. And that's what I think a lot of people should need to. Uh, um, and so that's why I don't. But when I do tweet, I that's I put it. I I meet it with my chest. I said that. And I don't delete shit, and I don't take shit down. <clears throat> oh, that's the only trade. Maybe was that the last one? Yeah, that was my okay. last one. Did you have one? You had another. I last think. One. Uh, um, it's two. So, um, who is most likely? I I know I, I had to pick a, a a thing thing, but hold on, I only got one. I'm gonna use. I had to. Who is most likely to still eat at Wendy's after it was revealed that they donated $400,000 to the re-election of Donald Trump? Talking about getting the timeline shaken, I was like, AT&T donated $200 million, I think. What is, I mean, $2 million or something like that. I'm like, what is going on? So, the deal with that is, the, the way that AT&T has gobbled up the world in media... We don't have a choice but to support AT&T, either whether, whether we are trying to or not. Like, just this internet connection, supported by AT&T, if you really want to get down to it. Do I have a choice in going to go get a double bacon cheeseburger? Absolutely. I like a double bacon um, cheeseburger. I really do. I sometimes like a vanilla frosty. I know the girls don't and have been saying on the internet that they don't, and that's fine. I like a vanilla, vanilla frosty. I would like to have a gone and gotten. But at this time, in this moment, if y'all are openly donating to the dictator in chief, I'm Gucci right now. I don't need <laughs> Why your face? Why are you making that face? I don't need. See, look at You're that. Like somebody auntie and grandma having a conversation. I'm somebody uncle. Uh, sure. I am somebody uncle. Male identifying pronouns, girl, cool. Girl. <laughs> um, what's our word of the day? <clears throat> I'm gonna go I'm gonna do our affirmation first because oh, okay. our is go trigger people. So I'm gonna do affirmations. So it's <laughs> a little bit lighter <clears throat> before I get into the shit. Our affirmation this week is love is hard. It is the most sought after drug on the earth. If you have it, do everything you can to keep it. If you don't, do everything you can to make sure you're ready to sustain the habit of being loved. A lot of people want love and puppies right now, but know that love and puppies come with responsibilities. The porn star couples 
are breaking up over cocaine and cheating with other porn stars. So the grass ain't always as green on the other side or as real as you want it. I saw um, a blog headline that said knockout um, confirms he is not back with Crave even though they just filmed the OnlyFans scene. And you know, like sometimes I would call that N-word because I wanted to have sex with him, but he was still trash. But you can't knock the way he got the bag, though. He said, well, I was going to fuck him. I did miss it. I did miss it a little taste, but I might as well go over here and get a little OnlyFans bag with it. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean. <laughs> We're going to come back around to that. But the affirmation that I really want to hone in on is love is hard. And I know that there are people that are in love right now and it's hard. And there are people that want to seek love and this is a hard time to find love and that's also just as hard so I wanted to make sure I spotlighted that in our affirmation okay we are getting ready to uh, go down the slide of fuck shit our word of the day this week is snicker liquor come on give it to me have you heard the term snicker liquor Uh, it sounds like somebody who licked butt (laughs) I just want my butt lick. It's been months, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where you was going. You looked at I'm me like, like you wanted me to be honest. Butt- yes, I want my butt licks. What? That's not synonymous with a snicker. I'm, how does a butt look like a snicker? Where I, I feel- am in the world and where you show up in the world, that's why they say everybody going through something. Just be kind. <laughs> just be kind to me right now. <laughs> Hashtag snicker liquor. Um, if you are confused or have never heard the term before look up the hashtag snicker liquor just like uh it's spelled on the candy bar snicker and liquor l-i-c-k-e-r it's a term used by non-black women and gays to denote that they are willing to have sex with a black man so uh when you look up the hashtag you're going to be disgusted trust me um, but the term is something that I feel like uh, is a real thing, um, something that really does need to be called out, especially in the times that we're living in currently, where there are non-black people, women and gays, um, who love, love the snicker, love some dark meat in their life, but are completely quiet about the injustice that is happening to the men that the Snickers are attached to. Oh, girl. All right. You said that. Things you did, that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Am I supposed to have colorful cup? Well, that's what I'm hired to do, girl. So, okay, colorful cup. Let's see every other Snicker liquors. What? (laughs) <laughs> what? But think about it. Okay, Snicker, a chocolate. I mean, candy no, girl. Bar. I get the girl. Oh, okay, what? I get the girl. But girl, what? <laughs> and so here's the deal with the hashtag. Even when you look up the hashtag, it's all white people. It's not uh, even something that we made up ourselves to um, describe them. It's something that they have described themselves as. They are describing themselves as Snickerlickers. 
Um, we're not supposed to yuck people's yums and uh. Oh no, I'm gonna yuck that one. <laughs> we're supposed it, to shut that to one without flaws. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the people have their thing. That's their thing. I just want to get my booty ate. Back to the main point. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta bring this energy back up after that. Cool you trying to get story. your snicker lit? I'm trying to bring the energy back up. Support for this ghetto-ass podcast comes from a couple of awesome donors and beautiful people listening and our patrons on Patreon. Thank you guys so much for staying with us and riding with us throughout everything that is going on in the world, throughout the ups and downs of this podcast for three years. We are struggling to continue to make sure we bring you great content, great black gay content that is relevant and noteworthy. Uh, for at least $1 a month, you can support this podcast right now. If you get over to our Patreon, the link will be in the description below. If you ain't got a dollar, please make sure that you are at least liking the episode, sharing the episode with your um, social media no. communities. Oh. And Put us in your Instagram stories and stuff. Share us. Share us. That was very Memphis. Very. Uh, <laughs> and highlight the favorite uh, moments that you have in the episode because, again, um, there's going to be many. And some of them you'll like and some of them you may, may not. And that's fine. <clears throat> so, on to our tepid topics. Last week, we talked about a gay relationship falling apart on the internet for clicks. And guess what we're doing this week? <laughs> guess what we're doing? <laughs> this week, it seems the growing discord in the world has ended a couple more legendary relationships. And I say legendary in quotations. Uh, one because of alleged cocaine overusage, and the other because they caught their partner cheating in an open relationship. So, about, are you talking about the one where he walked in the house and opened the bedroom door and baby girl... Get it dug out, okay? It was dig, dag, dug. How was the pants part of something? I was getting dug. I'm not gonna name either of the couples. Um, Why? You... That's what we're here to do. <laughs> Cash the Nero. Well, you I mean, that's what we we give Good. them. Again, Olympics, we call them by their names. Shit, this is the other part of their career. So. Is it? So the video that I saw was Rico Pruitt um, sitting on Instagram live. I guess he was with someone, but he had took them off the chat. It was like a it was like a really brief video. I guess he had somebody was cussing him out, so he, he took also them off looks the live. different than he typically does. I'm not saying that in a shady way. Just, they say experience is a great teacher. Uh, I don't know who that's on by M- Mickey Howard. Um, so. Oh, he was saying that, um, oh, well, I don't got no loyalty to him no more. He ain't got no loyalty to me. So I'm going to just say this. First of all, no, that's not how that's not how relationships work. See, I trusted you with my things. If I told you it was like a little mole by my booty hole, that's your secret to know. It's a little mole right there by my hole. It doesn't mean I got a cancerous tumor or nothing. I just got a little mole right there. 
don't get on Instagram Live and tell people that I got I got cancer in my booty hole because you misrepresenting the truth. So then, um, Cash De Niro, well, that's not what Rico said, but I'm just giving an example. Um, so then Cash De Niro got back on his live broadcast live from the car. He was like, I got all my shit in the back. <laughs> and I'm here in my truck and I'm going to be somebody. And I gave my life to you and you a cokehead. When I bought bags, we both sn- sn- snorted it. And nigga, we wore the same drawers. Well, look, now, if y'all, if you're in a relationship where y'all both can fit the same size, look, save $20 on the drawers. But <laughs> in the cocaine, Shame I don't know. The, the, the drugs. I'll tell you that right now because that means y'all got twice the amount of drawers available. <laughs> and, you know, like, he might look, his ass might look better in the thong than yours. The drug strap, like, man, I bought this drug strap, but I don't know if it's more for me or more for you. Give Bay the drug strap. We the same size. We both a medium. So, well, me and mine ain't the same size, but I bought a drug strap and I put it on. I was like, ooh, this no. <laughs> Here, you you put this on, <laughs> and you still had a great night or a sure great did. morning. <laughs> fuck the minute. Sure did. So... Bought it for me, but fuck the minute. <clears throat> so, what are we gonna do about? What are we gonna do about this? Because they had built an empire. They had the OnlyFans.com slash De Niro Pruitt 07 link. I didn't, I never got to see how many like fans they had or how many subscribers they had, but they were a popular um, verse channel. And as a verse representative here tonight, what are your thoughts on this? I don't know about Empire. <laughs> <laughs> empire Strikes Back. Um, girl, Empire got canceled. <laughs> Empire, Empire series finale. Um, I do believe that they had a successful business. I think that they were uh, one of those OnlyFans couples that made a lot of money from what they were doing. Again, I didn't watch none of their content. I ain't spent no money over there, so I don't really even know what was going on over there. But it seemed to be popular amongst the Twitterverse, so cool. Um, the 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 main point, the core that I wanted to address is gay relationships because all of this is about gay relationships. Um, that couple that you named, the other couple that I did not name, um, they all were in relationships and are crumbling under the stress of compounding issues with what's going on outside in the world and what's going on inside their home at the same time. And so drug use, infidelity, those were inside the home things that were going on and they were just um, compounded by everything that's going on outside their home. And um, if there are people that are in couples that are listening to this podcast, I want to make sure that um, I at least say that you have to protect what's inside your home because the shit that's going on outside your home does not belong inside. Like, you have to put that stress and all those issues and anxieties out. Let that shit outside. You know, when people take their shoes off outside in front of a door so they don't track in the, the dirt and the dust and the grum. The, the grime and the germs and shit like that. 
leave that shit outside your front door because when you come inside, it should be a safe place. You should feel loved and y'all should not be tracking all that other bullshit throughout your house. And that includes bringing niggas in your house, excessive drugs, and all that. So, <clears throat> that's all I wanted to say on that that subject. Um, I hope that they stop being messy on the internet. I hope, I don't necessarily hope that they get all of these couples get back together because maybe they don't need to be together. But they need to stop trying to expose each other on the internet. That's not healthy. So, about the couple when the guy walked in, so the some dude was bent over getting hit from the back, but there was mm-hmm. also somebody sitting there filming it. Mm-hmm. And so he, uh, they thought was, he was at work. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then so if I can't go if I can't go down to the damn frontline worker down to the to the goddamn county hospital and do that work, risking my life to to bring something to this house, and you get all this, uh, you got all these germs and bacteria in our house. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> And if you can't, if you can't, if you can't get out, get out. If you can't have a conversation in your house, somebody got to get out of it. Seven hundred fifty-two. Just so, so many times we made love. So, girl. so the 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 issue that the um, internet and Twitterverse and them took with that was because the the couple that we're talking about has an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like they openly have sex with other people, especially if you had somebody it's in there not, recording it. What they in there recording it for? Like, if you go cheat on your man, fine, cool. But who is what y'all got another person over here? Like, or is this Falcon Studios? What is this? Uh, Noir Mail? What is going on? <laughs> this is not what? a this is not a monogamish relationship. I, I, I don't know. Shout what out it to is. our last episode, monogamish. <laughs> Um, it was a lot. That was a lot. Uh, and so I just I hope that everyone um does the smart and safe thing because I know a lot of times temp- temperatures can get hot, people can get hot and do mm-hmm. uh unfortunate things to each other. Well, I wish the best for everybody because uh I know Rico Pruitt and um Cash De Niro they've been on their grind out here in the world. And I don't have a clue who that second couple was. I just saw like 10 to 15 seconds of that video when he opened that door. I was like, oh, girl, I don't even want to know what happened because I know he went off. So I just kept scrolling. I don't even know who those people are. But I hope that they're able to get their house in order, Lord. Please, please, black men are going through enough. We're going through enough. Yep, speaking of, moving right into that subject. Uh, there's a lot of people in the media on podcasts and YouTube that have covered the George Floyd situation, and I'm pretty sure um, y'all know how we feel based on what we've said on similar situations in the past few years. If you have ever listened to an episode of this podcast and heard our opinions on um, racial inequality, police brutality, all of the subjects. The same song, girl, since 2017. <laughs> it's not. It's not changing, and I'm. I'm not even going to reiterate those positions. But what are these podcasters that people saying? I don't know what they saying. I don't know. I don't. I'm asking because so you know. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. 
Um, Are you talking about like the celebrities on the internet being stupid? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, like yes, B. Yes, Simone yes. and Desi Banks and uh, some girl crying I ain't never seen before, but she was like, Shekinah. Shekinah was crying because they burnt Gucci. Shekinah was crying because they burnt Gucci. Meanwhile, <laughs> we ain't never seen her in no goddamn Gucci. What the fuck are you crying? So we just asked the we just asked the mayor and the prosecutor people the attorney uh, whatever the big word is they go here we just asked them to arrest four people but they refused to arrest those four people and charge them with crimes so what we gonna do we'll go out here and demand justice we would do that for Shekinah we would do that for, we would do that for Desi Banks we would do that for B Simone and it's just so crazy because it's the people that look like us that don't care about us. Oh, sorry. I'm about to get serious. Cut my energy down. That's why, but, again, I, I'm, that's what I'm trying to avoid because I don't want us to do that. Girl, because we, we only like 10 minutes into the show, probably. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, so, those are our views still. <laughs> what are you talking They've about? Been our, they, those are our, our views. Y'all, y'all know our views on these subjects. They've been our views for three years. Our views are not changing no matter... Um, what protest is going on, no matter what pandemic is going on, uh, we still uh, believe that there needs to be reform in this country and that police need to be held accountable. So I'm going to say that at that outset. I absolutely am here for uh, burning police stations, um, no justice, no peace, fuck the police that support actions like this. I have said all of this before, I will say it all again. Um, it does not need reiterating, but in case people feel like um, some people in certain platforms don't say these things enough, I want to make sure that we said these because, girl. And something else that I'm just so excited to see is our allies, our white allies. They're like, oh my God, I got shot with a rubber bullet. <laughs> you know, policemen should be watching that live and posted and posted to change.org. We need to ban rubber bullets. Do you know how long we've been crying and dying and posting GoFundMe's and change.org petitions and da-da-da-da-da? And so in 2020, the year of Beyonce, you gonna get on here and act like you're the first one to come up with a change.org petition? Bitch, change.org is this because black people have been dying and crying and begging for reform for fucking decades since the internet has been a thing. Since the first AOL disc came out. <laughs> what y'all talking about? We need to... We need change. I've been shot. We have been shot too, ma'am. <laughs> and before it was rubber bullets, it was water hoses and dogs. Before and did you see the dude? And even this weekend, dogs, the dude was, was getting bit by the dog and just laid there on the ground and just got bit by the dog. And there was nothing that he could do because if he moved, they would shoot him and not the dog. Yes. Well, new subject because the girl... <laughs> That's why I just wanted to. I wanted to just uh, give a disclaimer, uh, so at least we brushed the subject. So okay. we, brushed we talked about it. <clears throat> Next, um, legendary premiered on HBO Max, and um, y'all know. Do you have any positive notes first? No. Um, okay. Well, let me go first of all. <laughs> no, shout no, out no, to no. Let, me, let me let me let me. I'm leaving this. Let me leave this. Um, a few months ago. I dragged Legendary because it decided that A1 to have a white adjacent face of the show. Is she white? No. Is she white presenting? Yes. Does she have anything to do with ballroom? 
absolutely fucking not. I am still unsure why Jamila is here and was the original face of the show when we have a real legend in Laomi sitting right next to her that knows this, that is a woman of color, that is a trans woman, and can have easily been the face of the show. So, um, I'm going to let you say your thoughts first, and then I'm going to ask a question about which house well, you want to Okay, so shout out to House of West. They definitely won the first episode. Um, I loved the... Um, the costume they had the different colors and then i liked the the house that had the long hair um in the second episode it got kind of scary but he was like i do this for my kids and that bitch if y'all ever wanted to a heartstring girl here go mine here go one that put in put in the pal and so that That's was what? a and i just I, i'm not even naming the house because i can't remember him and then so, <laughs> I can't, it's so many new people. It's like five characters in one house, and then it's it's eight houses, and it's like what's eight times five? I'm bad at math. Like forty new names I gotta right. learn. So I I don't got all the names yet. But then the house where they came out, where they were covered, um, they didn't get the good scores. But like the mother of the house said, it was about presentation. But when um the other girls came out and they was giving choreography, choreography, choreography stunts and things. And theirs was more of a, well, we're just going to walk out and introduce ourselves nicely and politely because we're classy and upscale. You can be classy and upscale now, but girl, it's, we on the runway though. We all, y'all can, y'all can, y'all, you can, you can do all that, but bring it to the runway. Runway. <laughs> so, run, 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 runway. I was thinking it <laughs> So, um, I definitely, enjoyed the production element they definitely uh, took time with each house and they followed them through the city and they got them to tell their stories so the whoever the storytelling producer is is really great the budget i mean like each week they had this big old thing the big audience it's probably like 200 people in the audience they got the big sliding doors i was like yes this is the way ballroom should be presented this is this is definitely the way it should be presented but when i get to the judges panel <clears throat> I text you. I was like, why is she here? Then so I saw when the credits was rolling. Y'all gotta learn to watch these shows when these credits be rolling. So her name comes up as a co-producer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, she must have contributed. I forgot to look up what a co-producer is and what their role is in film. That just so means I, she got a producer uh, I think she, credit. Does she, she even give do- money or does she or do she say like my name brings some, my name will bring a following to this so you need to put my name on this co-producer yep. like there are a lot of things that a co-producer could do and I was trying to figure out which one she did but I still need to do my research because right now I ain't got nothing. <laughs> she's not an executive producer. She's not an associate producer. She's a co-producer. She's someone that they were like, well, let's put her on here and she negotiated the terms to be on there as okay. Well, I'll be a judge, but I also got to be. I also got to give my producer credit. I'm not even going to give her that much more space right now because, girl... What are your thoughts on Law Roach? He, um, styles Zendaya. He's the um, creative director of Zendaya's clothing line. She's got a clothing line somewhere. And then Celine Dion, according to him, he said Celine Dion said that, um, Celine Dion Googled who is Zendaya's stylist. And then so he started working with Celine Dion as well. I was like, that's a cute story. Mm -hmm. 
But what are your thoughts on Law Roach? He's judgmental, but he's a judge. So <laughs> I guess it's supposed to come with the territory. Judgmental on the judge. Definitions, words. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Is He's judgmental, but his job there is to be a judge. So that's why I can't be mad at it. But I'm like, okay, girl. Um, so I'm not going to give him too much because I think that he he knows what he's talking about. Megan the Stallion. I love, 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 love Megan the Stallion. I, I feel like y'all all know that I do. And I don't even think she's doing wrong here. I just think she showed up for a check. Uh, she didn't know no references. She knows nothing that is really going on. She just likes a performance. Uh, she does not understand voguing. I don't think Megan the Stallion has ever been to a ball. I don't even think they have her research packet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is like, <laughs> did has she basic 101? Watch Paris is Burning. Has she done that? No, I don't think that has ever happened. I don't think she even. And I don't even think that that's one on one. I feel like that's high school football culture is watching Paris is Burning. I think it's so much more. So I'm not going to give Megan too much. I'm going to move along. Um, which house would you want to be in? There are eight houses House Escada, Ebony, Ninja, Gucci, West, Saint Laurent, Lanvin, and Balmain. And they said Balmain. <laughs> I like the one, the girl who did was in the Beyonce video. I, I was like, oh, that's how she ended up in the Beyonce video. I want to be on her squad. I wanted to be House of West until um, He So Southeast came out there and did what he did. I was like, you gonna flub this, girl? That was a point that I wrote down to make. <laughs> um, Super Bitch finally made it to TV. So, that was cute for her. Um, House of Gucci and West is the ballroom that I know. Yeah. I'm not going to discredit the other girls doing their versions of ballroom because I just don't know them. But ballroom that I've seen, that I've attended, it looked like House of Gucci. It looked like the House of West. Like the things that they were doing. I was like, oh, that's ballroom. That's ballroom. The other stuff, I was like, uh... Okay. Um, I'm curious if Willie Ninja would be very approving of his house being represented by cishet women who aren't black. When I saw that, uh, I had a problem. Am I in the house of Ninja? No, I ain't never walked for the house of Ninja. Ain't never, I have no affiliations. But I was like, the house of Ninja is being represented by cishet women. Somebody help me. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, Willie Ninja is a black man. Uh, the house was originally founded uh, with black members and other people of color, including transgender women. Um, and how the house is now being fully represented by cis had non-women of color. Ooh, I danced around that. Um, I I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm I'm really confused. Uh, they are also very um, successful in this competition in this first episode. And I'm confused. I'm like, so the cishet women are successful in a ballroom scene? Laomi said that there is room for everybody. And you just said Laomi should be the star judge. So you're going to go against Laomi's recommendation? Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Confusion. (laughs) Yes and no. Um, last point I'm going to make and then I'm going to move on is the MC and ballroom community is one of the most important parts of the ball. And you can see that adequately demonstrated in pose where um, <clears throat> fuck. Billy, uh, Billy Porter's character uh, leads the ball, like sets the tone for the ball. Uh, and the lady from Europe don't say nothing. She just kept on having input. I was like, he the host, he the host, leave him host, girl. <laughs> That's the point that I'm making is like, how is the MC not the MC? Like he's in the role of MC and y'all are treating him like he's Ryan Seacrest. No, that's not how balls work. The MC runs the show. The MC is calling everything. The MC is um, rapping slash bebopping throughout the show. Calling girls the score, late. <laughs> ain't on their market. Reading. The MC is literally half of the show. How in the fuck do y'all have an MC? And y'all have demoted him to Ryan Seacrest. I don't know, Legendary. Um, I'm going to keep watching, but I don't know. It's like know. watching Drag Race, but not being there for RuPaul. It's like, mm. <laughs> I, Reality, hello. Reality TV. <laughs> First off, that's been my position for a while now. Uh, <laughs> watching Drag Race, not here for RuPaul. <clears throat> uh, All Stars 5 this Friday. Yep. My opinion probably ain't gonna change for that either. Um, Insecure happened. Um, I thought this was a really good episode of Insecure, and um, I want to highlight it because I think though it was uh, told through a black straight prism in a story, that there is things that homosexuals and people in the LGBTQ um, community can pick up from. So I know that the Lawrence haters out there uh, have feelings about this last episode, but switch the gender roles. If Lawrence was working and had went out and fucked some bitch because he wanted attention at home, would y'all feel the same way about Issa? Here y'all devil's advocate ass go. Thank you. Switch the gender roles. Think about it, because in a gay relationship, really there are there should not be gender roles. Sometimes there are, but in my opinion, there should not be. Well, I mean, when you put it that way, the mm. devil's advocate, cool little advocate. The devil even got an advocate for Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I had that in my notes to say earlier, but I fucked it up and missed it. But Happy Pride Month. So It ain't gonna be the same, but... Why are you waving to the camera like that? <laughs> it's a podcast, man. It's a podcast. I'm alive in a Come on. 
moving up. What, what you had thoughts? Uh, beautiful story. I love that. Um, <laughs> TSA page popped up. That was the weirdest moment. And he was like, "Oh yeah, me and her used to kick it." But he's TSA page sitting there with another woman, and hey, she's like, "Well, come stuff. on, let's go. Let's go get these oysters before some some." So I guess maybe she felt weird as well, but she played it off well. Um, but as far as him constantly being in contact with Condola, like, uh-uh, get out your phone, focus on this. You invited me out, and then you gonna keep on inviting and checking and making sure Condola stay up because you gonna go slide over there. But you trying to slide up? Well, we see who won. He slid up in Easter. Um, so, I mean, it was a cute little thing. I mean, it's... We asked for character development, and then we asked for them to be more serious. Well, y'all did. I think it's a, a half-hour comedy on HBO. I probably laughed, like, when she fell. And I laughed when TSA Bay showed up. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's about to be embarrassing. I giggled a little bit. But for a half-hour comedy on HBO, girl, I want raunch. And I want giggles. I want to be well, a giggle. Raunch. We saw um, Lawrence Booty again. Yeah, y'all keep on putting it out. Um, give me something new. I'm paying for HBO. So come on you're with not, it. You're not paying for HBO. I am paying for HBO on my TV. I use I, I use HBO Max as well. I'm using all the things. Look now, it's a combination package. I got stunts going on. I have shenanigans. You also didn't answer the question. Did you ask me what my thoughts were. No, if, you said, if I said you were right. Lawrence I said you were right. The devil the devil has an advocate for Pride Month. That was my colorful commentary. Okay. <laughs> So you do believe that if the gender roles were reversed, people would feel the same way. You just want to hear me say, oh, I do. Next point. Yeah. <laughs> Move. <clears throat> yes, I believe that Lawrence was in the middle rut uh, from not working, uh, but also so was Issa. Issa was at m- in many mental ruts throughout this show's tenure. Um, mm-hmm. But I find it fascinating for people to quickly forgive a woman for cheating, but a man in a low place is also a piece of shit, even though if the world were reversed, we wouldn't be saying anything. It was beautiful to hear him confess, like, it was difficult to watch you get up every day and go to work and knowing that I had nothing to do. And that hurt him as a man. I'm like, wow, imagine if black men were more vulnerable like this. So even though we all have this perceived hate for Lawrence Hive because it's cute and, you know, it's silly. But it's it, silly. it was... It was... <laughs> it was beautiful to to hear him talk about his feelings with with his ex. And I just hate that she's his ex at this point. I wish their house was still stable. And they could have worked through that in that moment when it was relevant. Yeah. Um, lastly, uh, well, almost lastly, Mm-hmm. Get to another one. Uh, rest in peace and rest in power um, to Tony McDade. Uh, unfortunately, the death is just rampant around here. And um, this story, I feel like, is being buried. Um, no one is talking about it. And again, like I say all the time when we have to talk about these stories, is these stories that aren't talked about by anyone will definitely be talked about here on this podcast. Uh, Tony McDade uh, is a black trans man. Uh, he was killed by Tallahassee police. He was unarmed. 
um, and no charges have been filed. Um, nobody has been arrested. His murder has not even been deemed a murder yet. And I feel like, yes, we do need to be paying attention for everything that is going on with George Floyd, but to not also forget that trans men are men as well, and black trans men are dying just like cis hetero trans men are dying. And uh, I know that nobody else is going to talk about this story, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, he died at the hands of police. Another one. Another um, black. I, I, this was kind of difficult for me because um, as soon as the story came out, one of our listeners sent it to the podcast um, on Instagram. And According to what I remember, Lord Jesus Christ, um, Tony had an altercation of some kind with a man or a group of men the day before or something like that and made some Facebook live videos, I want to say, um, saying that he was sick of trying to conform with the world and he's not going back to jail and he's sick of the way he's being treated. And, you know, I've felt his pain in watching that video. Um, and so when, if he did go to retaliate against the people that attacked him or whatever the situation was, if I feel if police went into situations with the first mind to de-escalate instead of um, shoot, then ask questions later, um, I think they definitely could have had a better a different outcome. I don't know what would be better, but uh, living, I guess, child. Um, so, That's automatically better. <laughs> That's automatically better. So, especially unarmed. So I had a the the bitch beat me up, and I was gonna get my lick back. What? Ugh, the police got called, and the police end up killing me instead of asking me what's going on. De de escalate, bruh. The issue I have with that is, I have seen at least five videos in the last few days of white women fighting each other in public spaces about um, one white woman not wanting to wear a mask and the other white woman telling her you gotta wear a fucking mask. Mm -hmm. uh, police did not show up. That's number one. The police didn't even show up to that because it was a skirmish. Mm. Number two, if they do show up, they will separate the women. The women will get back into their monsters, their respective monsters, and go to fuck home. Nobody's going to get shot. Nobody's going to die. No one's going to jail. No charges will be filed. It will be a skirmish amongst them two white bitches. But this black trans man did not live to tell the story of even what really happened. <sighs> and I'm saying I'm saying I don't know. I just know that when it comes across my timeline, I, I on Twitter I've been um, just resharing it, and when I've been um, seeing posts about R.I.P. to George, I've been in the comments R.I.P. to R.I.P. to Tony too, girl. You know, just 
doing what I can to keep it on the timeline and keeping it in people's face. No pause. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, that's what we can't do right now. Um, <clears throat> and last but not least, uh, if the police are bored and would like to kill someone, uh, oh my God. Ed Buck is in prison right now, and I'm not going to be mad if y'all use him for target. Yeah, we're about ninety days away from trial. I think we. I think that this could be a a quick huddle, like a fifteen minute Zoom meeting. We can get to what we're gonna do and make a decision. <laughs> I, I've made my decision. <laughs> I'm Tyra Banks with the sign. I already know what girl I'm picking, and it's not Ed Book. <laughs> Ed Book can go execute Ed Book. Hashtag execute Ed Book again. I know. Uh, this is the only place that y'all are hearing that. No one is talking about that story anymore, and they have let it go, obviously, because everything else is going on in the world. So, that is this week in Tepid Topics. This week in social studies, first and foremost, shout out to Italy. Um, they go through the Rona right now. But the legal drinking age over there is 16. In Germany, as well, the drinking age is 16, and they have fewer um, drunk drivers and fewer drunk teenagers out in the streets getting arrested and stuff than America, and our legal drinking age is 21. So, shout out to the people where we could drink at 16. People just accept us. We um, have alcohol addictions, okay? (laughs) Keep us in prayer. Um, But this week... And social studies, I want to talk about the good and bad um, of drinking, because I know that we've all been in the house for like three, four months at this point. Drinking, it's about to get hot outside. Um, So, y'all, the good things when it comes to drinking, I've seen on some websites that drinking wine can raise your good cholesterol and it has skin benefits. But I don't know what kind. Is it red? It's a glass of red. I do know what kind. I'm lying. A glass of red. Um... In the in the know is a YouTube page called Follow Them on YouTube. In the know, they claim that agave and tequila can relieve sore throat, which I need a little taste right now. And taking a shot after eating helps with digestion. So I was like, if In the Know is recommending this, this like a cute little research YouTube channel. I think I need to just put a shot of tequila with each meal. <laughs> Um, and there's another series called SciShow, S-C-I Show. Um, their studies show say that um, alcohol can destroy, these are big words, Vibrio cholera, which is a bacteria that causes diarrhea. So uh, a little bit of alcohol, not too much. Beverages like wine, again, wine keeps coming up, and others with more than 10% alcohol can kill salmonella, norovirus bacteria, and reduce Helicobacter pylori infection with moderate use. So I think I need to start drinking wine. So I need the shots of tequila for each meal, and then I need like two glasses of red wine, and that'll help my immune system, I guess. It sounds like I'm excited about it. The bad things about um, alcohol, things to watch out for, is alcoholic myopathy comes in different forms. So we have the alcoholic cardiomyopathy involving heart damage and alcoholic neuropathy involving nerve damage. So um, your nerves going to be bad, literally, or your heart going to be bad. And it's all going to be due to your alcohol. Per alcohol.org, 
it can be a response to long term and or heavy exposure to alcohol. I think mine would probably be long term and heavy. It would be both. Um, it can be either acute after and after you have had a binge session, or it could be chronic, developing over time with regular heavy alcohol consumption. So be careful because you can you can have a bad heart playing with the alcohol. Try to drink as much water as you can and as often as you can while drinking alcohol. Physical therapist Trent Nestler says um, you should at least be drinking half of your weight in water ounces daily. So I'm 200 pounds, so I got to drink 100 ounces of water. I be trying. <laughs> um, and this and Trent recommends um, adding more water if you live in a hot, hotter climate, because of course the suns keep you sweating and shit. And then um, strenuous exercise, because you're getting your heart rate up, you're burning things, you're getting things going. Uh, 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 uh. So um, the good and bad of alcohol. There's some good things. Some skin benefits in the wine. Um, tequila can help a little bit of digestion in moderation. But be careful because you can also um, give yourself bad nerves. And die. <laughs> People die of alcohol abuse all the time. That's this weekend social studies. Because you know the gay people love a drink now. <laughs> As I put my um, notes down and pick up my drink. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm not even going <laughs> Um, this weekend's sexual health, uh, I ain't got none. Uh, happy pride. Uh, do what you can to protect yourself as best as you can. Um, I know that some people believe that the pandemic is over, and so, uh, fucking has begun again. Some of y'all didn't stop fucking, so that's cool. Um... But uh, protect yourself the best way you can sexually um, and definitely mentally. Uh, I have said quarantine. That is quarantine for whores um, for probably about a month now. Uh, Some of y'all have listened and some of y'all have not. So I ain't gonna say it no more. Uh, I think this is a great time for celibacy and self-reflection, if you can. Uh, We noted chakras last week. If you would like to self-pleasure yourself with toys, uh, chakra is a great outlet for that. But that is our week in sexual history. No sexual history. Sexual health. <laughs> <laughs> sexual health this week. Um, Y'all, don't forget to send us your listener questions to hereforitpod at gmail.com or to any inbox where you can find us on social media. Um, I ain't been no letter, so we've been skipping that segment for a little while. But I know y'all got shit y'all want to ask us and talk to us about. So hereforitpod at gmail.com. Send us your listener questions. What's the song for your soul? Or do you want me to go first? I don't know. No, no, no I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. <clears throat> um, so the song for my soul is from a band that is basically unknown. Like most people don't even know the name of this band. They know this song. They know this one song. 
but they do not know this band. Nobody could even pick these people out in pictures right now. But they made a song that is extremely relevant to June 2020 in 1996. I thought it was long before that because I, I just feel like I've known the song for a long, long, long time. But they made the song in, in 1996 and it is extremely relevant in 2020. The song goes, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker, burn. In 1996, by Bloodhound Gang. Um... They go on to say a lot of uh, explicative, oh, big word, explicit, explicit. That's the word I was looking for. They went on to say a lot of explicit things throughout the song, but uh, the chorus is what most of us know the song by, um, and it is extremely applicable to June 2020 because I too am of the mindset of. Uh, some of this shit needs to burn uh, for any anything to happen, any change to be made, any discussions to happen. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay if the Gucci burned down. I'm okay if a few of the police stations burned down. I know that some people are not going to like that opinion, but that's where I'm at. But Popeye's was burned as well. And the caption was, you know we ain't do that. Y'all know we ain't do that. Y'all know we ain't burned down no Popeye's. (laughs) I saw... (laughs) I saw a a protest line that was protecting the Waffle House. Wait, look, man. They They just opened back up. We need somewhere to go when we're done protesting. To get some damn uh, hash browns covered, chucked, diced, and and, and peppered. Okay. Double so, that order, ma'am. Make one to go. I'm going to be hungry in the morning. Hungry now. <laughs> That's a song. That's a song. Um, this morning, I was at my desk listening to the Tony Braxton Essentials. Mm-hmm. So I found myself in the unbreak room. You know, a Spanish guitar. And you know, I just was in the mood. And then... Was that your um, best Spanish, Spanish I was rolling my R-Rust. My rolling my R-Rust. <laughs> and then um, she said, God knows I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to break your little heart. I said, Tony, why his heart got to be little enough? <laughs> and then she did the ooh over that part. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, the girl, I'm gonna pick my next um, frame in this Excel spreadsheet, make sure the numbers match. Okay, go over here in the program. And I was just like, this is the cutest little radio song. Oh, wow, my mouth getting watery. I'm hungry too, thinking about that Waffle House. <laughs> Sorry, thinking about the Waffle House. Um, but yeah, doing my report and thinking about the. Okay. Um. But Hurt You by Tony Braxton featuring Babyface. Well, and Babyface. They 
Babyface got her back in the studio. They put out their cute little radio singles and the girls down to the office doing the reports. It was cute for us. And so I felt seen. Thank you, Tony. She made this song for me. Uh, I love that song as well. <laughs> Not for the same reasons, apparently. Um, this week, what I'm here for is Costa Rica. Um, I've been to Costa Rica twice now. And Costa Rica is a beautiful country. Uh, and... It's in Central America, obviously. Um, it is very gay friendly, but there were no laws on the books about um, gay protections and marriage and things of that nature. None of the times that I went to go visit, but it was still very, 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 very gay friendly. Like there's gay hotels, gay neighborhoods, gay streets. Oh, okay. Even outside of um, those gay areas, people still recognized and liked gay people. I never felt like I was in danger in different parts of Costa Rica. I love Costa Rica. Um, she has her issues, but the gay stuff, I say gay stuff. Um, gay rights is not one of them for me. Uh, so this week what I'm here for is Costa Rica becomes the first country in Central America to allow same-sex marriage. Um, Costa Rica uh, is the sixth country in Latin America uh, to actually allow gay marriage and um, for it to be on the books. A lesbian couple made history with their wedding being shown on national television as soon as the law came into effect. So girls had a production and they were like, listen, find somebody that want to get married right now. We're going to put this on TV. And it takes a lot because in certain Latin American countries, the LGBT issues are still being fought. Um, but Costa Rica, we can count out of that equation right now. So... Costa Rica, I'm absolutely here for it. I hope to visit one more time. Um, Pick your energy up. The people got married. We love them. No, I do. That's what I'm saying. Is I want to go back and visit. Um, there's so much to love and see in Costa Rica. Um, the Areno side is where all the, vo- the volcano is. You can see so many rainforests. Uh, waterfalls. Costa Rica is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country. Um, and now that same-sex people can get married in Costa Rica is a beautiful thing. So, one more beautiful thing about Costa Rica. I'm absolutely here for it. <sighs> so, my AirPods fell in the sewer. $350 <laughs> literally down the fucking drain. I'm absolutely... <laughs> so, um, I woke up one day last week and I put my AirPods in and I was um, turning on my music as I was walking out the door. I now turned on a podcast and it wouldn't play. And I was like, well, girl, if I'm going to strut the streets in my mask and try to get to work safely, hashtag essential worker, um, I need to um, have my podcast playing. And so my podcast didn't play. So I just got my wired headset and just put my AirPods in my pocket. Cool. Got to work pump. 
I wanted to take a break and step outside into the sun. So I was like, well, my AirPods have gotten it together by now. Hopefully, Lord, they've been in the charger for three hours. Um, so I stepped outside to take a break. Um, and they still weren't working. So I was like, well, here I go. I'm putting the AirPods back in the case as I'm also trying to take my wired headphones out of my pocket because I'm frustrated and I'm trying to hurry up and cross over my audio listening because I really, girl, a break is 15 minutes. Um, and then in the middle of the shuffle, my damn AirPod case shuffled out of my hand and fell on the ground. And I was like, oh my gosh, let me have a dented AirPod case. So then the AirPod case flips and it flips and it flips. And I'm like, where the hell did it go? Mm. And I look in front of me on the ground. I'm standing in front of a damn sewage drain. <laughs> What mm-hmm. is the fuck? My $350 AirPods have just fell down this sewage drain. I am so fucking pissed. I'm not here for myself. <laughs> but this is the main point of the story. So I got a Target protection plan because I bought my AirPods from Target. So it turns out that the Target protection plan that was $63 and it's only $29 at, at the damn Apple store. <sighs> But anyway, so I paid $63 for this protection plan, but it doesn't cover lost or stolen. It only covers damaged if you can send it back in a box. So I was like, well, girl, give me my $63 back because, girl, I've only had the damn AirPods about 30, 45 days. So I know that there's a return a return section in my policy. So they go, well, within the first 90 days, you have to call Target because it's still within something over there. So then I called Target. No, I go to the Target website because I want to do it digitally. I know the girls are busy. Um, I check my receipt. It says the warranty sale was final. Okay. Well, let me call the Target girls because I need my $63. I've already lost $350. I at least need to recover this $63. I sit on hold 45 minutes in an hour and my millennial ass attention span. Horrible. So then I call Square Trade back. And then I guess they closed for the day. They ain't just answering the phone either. So I said, I was like, I want my $63. I don't already lost my, literally lost $350 down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> I need, so I'm currently um, in a battle royale <laughs> with Square Trade and Target. Because I really want to buy some more AirPods, but the spirit is telling me, you needed wired headphones. You needed <laughs> wired headphones. So. I, I just lost my AirPods in a month and I'm not here for it. And I'm not here for square trade. Give me to run around about my refund for my warranty that didn't cover my damn experience. <sighs> Rant over. <laughs> it's time for our last call. We're going to pick up our energy because we're doing shout outs to things that we love, like, care about, and mm-hmm. want to see twerking. Mm-hmm. Mine's going to be bad. So you- we give a uh, last call is a shout out. Yeah, mine is still a shout out, but it's a bad one. Sorry. But I got okay, to. Because well, if I don't say it here again, it won't be said nowhere. Okay, well, I'm pouring my- first. Oh, I had already had some in there. Okay, okay, okay. Now I got things on the table. That's why you don't need no AirPods. <laughs> um, so, listeners, again, if you are new to the show, make sure that you pour yourself a shot. Um, we are doing our last call. This is our last. Uh, hoorah of the episode uh, I know your host is at home and so you can't have alcohol at home you're not at work and you definitely shouldn't be fucking driving so pour yourself a shot of whatever you got and take a last call with us yeah
Então. So my last call is to Larry Kramer. Uh, Larry Kramer is a playwright and outspoken AIDS activist, also the founder of ACT UP. Uh, a lot of us, no, I don't want to say us because I knew what ACT UP was before. A lot of people uh, figured out what ACT UP was in the recent couple of years because of Pose. In the documentary, they had a documentary and, like the year before Pose came yeah. out. Right. And so people did not know uh, what ACT UP was or who the people behind ACT UP were. Uh, Larry Kramer was a white male on the LGBTQ spectrum. Um, he started the, the movement in the 80s in response to the AIDS the HIV AIDS epidemic <clears throat> and he was one of the first people to really be loud and abrasive about um, what was killing people of the LGBTQ spectrum before it was cool because at some point people were just like oh well, gay people die girl whatever that's the gay disease. Girl, them trannies was going to die anyway. And then the ACT UP initiative wasn't the only one. I don't want to frame it that way. One of the reasons, one of the most vocal, especially in the, the New York area, um, was extremely vocal about what was really going on that what was going on was an epidemic um, and that we should be doing more about it. So um, my last call is to Larry Kramer, uh, rest in peace and rest in power. Um, he is in the community, for the community, and by the community, and he ain't black. And I'm okay with that. Um, there was also... Um some talk about it on the internet when the New York Times um, when it was said that 100,000 people had passed of AIDS it was deemed AIDS at the time 100,000 people had died of AIDS and it was like toward the bottom of the page uh, the, down there but then when the 100,000 people died of coronavirus in America it, it uh, let's put all their names on the front page let's make that the lead story but um, so but Larry I'm sure he had to hashtag act up in order to at least get Space on the page. So Larry definitely did the work and to bring visibility, um, to get research done, taken care of. I know that um, ECTA was a part of the pill sharing program. Like after people passed um, and pill, they still had a lot of pills. They would share with people who were still living. They needed the help and just studying and working with each other. Like, well, and, girl, and this is. Well. And so, child, just everything that we, child kind of take for granted now so we do we do um act up is still a um vibrant organization that is still in uh business mm -hmm. and uh still should be supported even if the founder is gone there are people um that are carrying the mantle for larry 
Um, so here's my last call this week. My last call goes to black gay men and women and gender queers. <laughs> I like that um, he was saying that on Legendary and gender queers who are dealing with America right now. I know last month we had to be loud for Black Lives Matter in the month before that for Ahmad. Um, but watch how silent the heteros be now that it's time for gay lives matter, lesbian lives matter, HIV lives matter, trans lives matter. Because they're going to be, the energy ain't going to be the same. I can tell you that now. But we celebrate you here here for a podcast. So y'all don't have to worry. You guys and girls are my last call. We love you. Thank you so, so much for listening and loving here for a podcast. We would not be who we are without you and i cannot say that enough so my last call goes to us bitch in the words of bet we got you (laughs) and that is this week's episode of here for it podcast follow the show on the internet here for it pod.com um there's here for it shop.com and then there's patreon.com forward slash here for a pod if you want to join the hashtag here for it hive with your donations and what else are we supposed to say um register to vote chill <laughs> so again all the protesting i'm with it burning shit down with it but if you're not registered to vote that is way more fucking important way more fucking important so register to vote um, take whatever you are prescribed for prep. I'm not. I'm not gonna fight that battle no more. Um, whatever you are prescribed. Cut it. What did I just promote last week? Uh, mm, whatever you are prescribed. <laughs> whatever you and your doctor have figured out, you should be taking for prep. You take that shit. There's options now, and that's a blessing. There are yes. options now, and that's what I'm saying. Take that shit. <laughs> Mine. Um, the revolution is very much being televised. Very much. You really don't even have to go through the channels to find that the revolution is being televised. It is on air, live, and in color. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. I am still the gay guru, and I will hope to see you guys next week. Bye! Bye.